What we're talking about with Meg is they are faced with officers who are pulling them over. It's a high intense moment. She just got shot. She's afraid that if I tell that we got a gun in the car, that he shot me, it may turn up. It may make a bad situation worse. In that moment, she decides I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to say what happened. Why are we going to judge her from everything from this moment on? We're going to judge her in light of the fact that she, she, she lied to authorities thinking that it was going to protect everyone involved. Why are we going to judge her from this point on, from that point on, anything she says, I don't believe you because you lied here. Especially when you understand the context by which she lied. Like we ain't even talked about Tory Lanez and this foolishness, but we spent this whole time talking about her. I think that's a lot of the problem that black women have. This is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense horns. Walker! This is the Tipping Point. Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you all for your continuous support of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in again for this latest episode. We want to shout out our first-time listeners. Listen, if you are listening to us for the very first time and you are enjoying the sophisticated ignorance, guys, please do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us. Leave us a five-star review. Show us some love. Also, guys, we have a website which you can go to to check out all of our streaming platforms, social media platforms, as well as our YouTube page. We would love for you to subscribe and follow us on there as well for continuous video content that we put out on a weekly basis. Gatry, that website is, sir. The Tipping Point, that does not have an E, dot com. Again, that's the Tipping Point dot com. <laughs> With an A. With an A. There's no E's in there, people. Come on. It's We're 2020. Not right. Tipping Point. Right. <laughs> Episode 91. Uh, Gatry, is this 91? Or 92? 91? Yeah, I think this is 91. Okay. How are you? Uh, I'm in a good space, Walker. Um, That's good to hear. As opposed to me saying I'm in a bad space? I don't want you to be in a bad space. Okay, well, I didn't... I didn't... Anyway. Um, (laughs) What what just happened? (laughs) Walker, yesterday, you and I spoke briefly, but uh, we were celebrating my youngest son. He doesn't turn three until tomorrow, but uh, we had this little party shindig thing at the crib. Small Walker, you know. Birthday. He is the big three. Yeah, man. (laughs) Young AG. Proud of my little boy, man. So, um. Huh? Yag? Yag, yeah. Yeah. Some Yag. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude. Uh, you know, you know what I love about this, and I kind of relived a little bit of it. Um, since he's two going on three, like he, you know, he has no concept of like the calendar or even, you know, even though he knows his birthday, he doesn't know that it's August. 
So, you know, folks start showing up and then, you know, next thing, next thing we know, my wife picks them up and he's got, he's in front of a cake with three lit candles on it. And just the reaction, just like, oh, wait, wait, y'all doing this, y'all doing this for the kid? You know, <laughs> I just love that. I remember that with, uh, with YG, uh, my oldest son. And I was just like, yeah, dude, I love this innocence. Now, now my son, my oldest son, who's seven, he knows, I mean, he, he's got a calendar. He can X out the day till his birthday. And like this year when he woke up on his birthday, he was like, all right, now <laughs> bring the love. <laughs> you know? So he's so selfish, but uh, <laughs> he's also seven, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was good to see it, see it, him kind of caught off guard and. Um, he got a lot of toys in the spider maze in the miles Morales. I don't know if you know about that Walker, Yes. Um, the uh, half black, half Hispanic Spider-Man. My son is obsessed. So um, anyway, we laced him with a bunch of Miles Morales stuff. He even got like a motorcycle. Can you believe that? Um, so yeah, he was happy. It was a good day. I love times like this, man. And you know, we're still in pandemic season for sure. But it was good to have a limited amount of family members in the building to celebrate my boy. So um, yeah, also Walker. Thanks, man. Also, one other thing before we get to your foolishness. Um, I have been heavily inundated with the King's disease. OK, there's no face mask or anything that's going to keep you from that. All right. This is Nasir Jones. Can we hold that? To no, trash? no, no. OK, continue on. Let me know when you're done. No, you let me know when you're done. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll share. I'll share more. I'll, I'll be cordial this time, Walker. I'll share more later on the pod. But dude, I love this album. Oh, anything else you want to add? Um, no, that's all I got, Walker. What's going on on your side of the internet? Oh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um. I've had a good week. Had a good week. Um, yeah, just nothing. Nothing out of the norm. Work was good. Had a good week of work, obviously. Um, I was tired this week. I didn't go running yesterday. I ran two days last week, and then I did a lower body workout with wifey on Friday, and I already knew I was not getting up to run. So I was just listening to my body and rested. I was kind of, it was kind of a chill, chill weekend so far. So, so far, so good. I also learned a very, very valuable and important lesson uh, this past weekend. Uh, oh, you want me to share it? I learned that you should never shoot women. That's a very important lesson that I learned. Now, um, Gatry, you may have already known that, but I just learned that. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. What do you mean? What what you wasn't ready? You weren't ready. Who you grips the mic and likes to kill their friends? What are you? What are you talking about, Gatry? I haven't said anything. You, you got any more buttons to push? These are our guests on the show. You Kevin, got any more, you Kevin got any more and Aubrey. That's Kevin and Aubrey talking. Any more buttons you want to push? I don't know what you. I've I've been quiet. DJ, push the button. Are there any more buttons you want to push? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, you do know what I'm talking about. We're talking about Tory Lanez and Megan. I couldn't even hear what that was. You'll hear it tomorrow. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's that's what I learned this past week. Are we gonna go right into this? Why why waste time? The people the people are talking. Streets are talking. I was gonna you share something streets? else. I was gonna share something else. But come on, let's get let's get on with this. You've been brewing this all week, so let's go. Why are you acting like that? You don't want to talk about it? I do. I just not now. I thought we were gonna like warm up. You just want to get right in there. Let's not waste time. They don't care about us like that for real. Okay. You go on for five, ten minutes. Little did you know, no one ever gives you feedback about how you've been doing the past week. Uh, like I said, Walker, the Today <laughs> Show is always listening. <laughs> and I'm telling you, one of these is going to, I'm telling you, hit a lick on one of these, Walker. <laughs> what are your top ten Labor Day traditions, Walker? <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Uh, all right. Let's 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 talk about Little Man Lanes. <laughs> little Man Little Man Lanes? I'm going there. If you want to get after it, let's go. LML? LML. What is he, four foot nine? Don't do that. Don't do that. I didn't know he was that short. He's five foot three. Dude, I've laced up sneakers taller than Tory Lanez. Listen, I'm going to need You got any more? Oh, that's that's it. it. That, that that's all I got. <laughs> Freestyle off the dome. <laughs> this track coming soon. <laughs> um. So yeah, Meg the Stallion on this past Thursday took to her IG live, and apparently she had had enough of Tory and his foolishness, and pretty much came out and said that Tory shot her. Um. Apparently, he had his people. Uh, spreading false information about her or information to which she says is false. And um, yeah, she basically just put it out there for the whole world. And and by the way, we talked about it very lightly and I didn't have, I had a lot of thoughts about this. A lot of information that was coming out with, this is what, July 12th or middle of July almost when this happened. Um, a lot of inf- like details was pointing to the fact that he did shoot her. I mean, he did get arrested for possession of a firearm, um, although no one came out and said that uh, Tori actually shot her, right? She initially reported that she wasn't shot, of course, right? So a lot of people, you know, it was buzzing, but I was really waiting to hear from Meg to talk. I don't know about you, Gat, but now she has spoken out about it. Maybe you didn't care at all. I don't know. But I don't know. Did you? It was my topic. I brought it up indoor. Okay. But my thing is, like, your thoughts now, your thoughts now as a result of hearing this. I'm confused. I'm confused, okay? Um, Let's start with the brink of my confusion, Walker. Um, Not even a month ago, Meg comes out and says, look, LAPD, they're capping, you know, pretty much. Like, y'all... What are you, what are you doing? You know, this is this is Meg's energy. Like, I, I he ain't shoot me. You know, y'all don't need to listen to what they saying. Y'all don't need to listen to the police reports. It's all cap, right? And so now, not even a month later, we got we got the horse singing a different tune. You know, and it's it's like, no, 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 wait, he did shoot me. So it just leaves me in a position of like, well, who's on first? Because you told me to begin with that he he didn't shoot you. So now, now I'm 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 approaching the horse with shaky legs, walking on eggshells because I don't know what she's gonna say next, and I don't know what to believe. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't I don't understand 
I don't understand how the horse comes out and forgive me for calling her that, but I don't understand how the, how the horse comes out here. This that past week there is terrible by the way, but <laughs> what, what, what else is a stallion? Just call her Meg. Yeah. I don't know how equestrian Meg comes out. It says, wait, he did shoot me and expects, expects to send shockwaves through the internet and social media. Well, she did anyway, but no one's at, no one's talking about her opening comments when it happened. Like, and, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of why. And I, oh goodness for the politically correct people that listen. I'm no, no, not no, 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 no. You're very politically correct. You, okay. Well, you for, are that person. For Ronnie Gatry, okay? I'm not condoning what happened, right? I just, I'm confused. What happened? Hmm? What happened? I don't know. You got to ask, you got to ask Equestrian Meg since I can't call How the can horse. How can you condone if you don't know what happened? You opened this comment talking about the comments that the horse made earlier this week. Okay. We're going to talk about those comments. Excuse me? Stop calling her the horse, please. It's just a stage name. Hey, <laughs> did not go the way I thought it was going to go. Anyway, but well, why should I expect it? <laughs> but do you understand my confusion, though? Did you let me ask you this? No, 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 no. Walker, you're going to be respectful on 91. OK, answer the question. Based off of what you just presented, I could see why you would have you would you be have a difficult time trying to assess what the truth is but let me ask you did you hear her comments yes i heard them i heard them on sway in the morning shout out to so you just heard it on sway so what all did you hear did you hear her talk about why she said what she said yes what did she say Um, spill it out i want you to spill it out why did she why did she lie to police she (laughs) From what I gathered, and I can't quote word for word, but she was really trying to protect lanes. Because her thing was, her thing was like, if I tell the cops that there are guns in the car, then, you know, they they, they may shoot us, you know, because we're in this climate now to where, you know, as as you people like to say, black lives matter. Um, We're in this climate now that, you know, once once I announce that there are guns in the car, then they may open fire on us because, you know, we being the horse and the (laughs) we being the horse and the four foot man who don't know you to hate you. (laughs) (laughs) We being the horse and the four foot man that we don't want the authorities to open fire on us. So um, I took that as a mechanism of Meg really moving to protect, um, I guess, protecting herself a little bit. But um, I I think that's fodder. (laughs) Honestly, I think that is, I think that's a cover up. I think there's a truth even deeper than this, but it sounds good right now. I don't know. I got to ask the horse when I talk to her. I think, I think there's something else. I think this is good to hear. I think this is good socially. I think it's, I think it feels good. It sounds good. It's provocative to put out there on the internets, as some of you people like to say, and it gets people like us talking about it. So mission accomplished Meg. She has a hit single out with Cardi B. Why does she need this? She, she must have an album on the way. She has a hit single. She doesn't need this to promote an up an upcoming album, which not, you have yet to confirm that's the case. I, I said she may. I don't know her recording schedule. I just know ours. So 
you're you're assuming you are assuming that there's more to this story and that Meg is Meg is responsible for this outrage and discussion based off of her latest statements that she said. Yes, because what's her name again? Megan. Megan. Okay. Megan could have easily with her opening comments said, yeah, this dude shot me. Right. Not, not, not give me something. And then, you know, cause I felt compassion for her. I'm like, man, this, no woman deserves to get shot in the foot twice. Nobody deserves to get shot in the foot twice. You know what I'm saying? But so, so there's no credibility to uh, you. There's no credibility to why she may have lied to, to authorities up front. No. Okay, so if you lie, you're just you're just a liar. I don't even know what how to believe. Do, about how it. do you expect me to give a give a, a adequate amount of energy to this whole situation when I've been told one thing and now I'm being told something else? Let me do the Walker mannerisms for those of you watching. How do you expect my energy to be like when you tell me this, but then you come back and you tell me that, which is totally different than this, mind you? I don't care anymore. I don't. Do you think? Do you think Meg got shot in the foot? Yeah. Who do you think did it? The four foot man. So why are you spending all this energy about Megan? Because you want to talk about it. And you asked me what I thought about it. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you the thoughts going on in the dome. They, I, I know they don't make sense, but this is, this is how I navigate this thing. I call life Walker. That's why I go to therapy so often. Don't stop going. <laughs> In fact, you may need to see a new therapist. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see this coming. You um, wanted compassion. Oh, let's pray for Meg. She got shot in the foot twice by Tory Lanes. No one protects black women. Everybody shoots black women. That's what you wanted for me, Walker? No, get another co-host for that. I'm confused, man. That's why my that's why my feelings and sentiments are so confusing because I'm confused. Yeah. Now that I can get behind. I I did not foresee this going this way. Um, Take the wheel, Walker. Much of what you uttered. Let's go. Much of what you uttered. Um, I'm a bit shocked (laughs) at what I just heard come out your mouth. Um, The reason why I am I'm surprised is because listening to a lot of black women they recount a lot of experiences where they have felt the need to have to protect a black man, even after he's been abusive to them for fear of what will happen to him. If you call the police on a black man, like that's still a concern and issue in our country to where black men are met with high black people in general are met with high degrees of suspicion and guilt. So a woman who's, who's been attacked by a black man. Again, I, I've, I've, I've seen women talk about these same issues as it pertains to within Black Lives Matter. There's a, there's a less degree of concern, it appears, or at least it feels, the sentiment is that black men, black men, there's no real, no one is, 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 is advocating on the case for how black men may be abusive to black women within our community. And there's a level, as a degreeing level of insensitivity. 
And to me, it surprises me that while we can agree, all can say that, yeah, we believe that Tory Lane shot her. You go immediately to the fact that Meg lied to the police and questioning her. Like, how is that different, Gatry? How is that different from when white people point out the character of a black man who got shot by police? Keep going. How is that? How is that not different? No, it's it's bound upon that. I, this is compelling. So let's go with the timeline of this conversation. I, I led with the whole Meg story, Meg and Tory Lane story. You immediately go to, I don't know what to believe with her. Right now, what we can believe is that she got shot. Right, and she got shot by Tory Lanes. Allegedly. Dealing with Tory Lanes, you immediately go to the fact that she lied. Now, when some of our white brothers and sisters hear a story about a George Floyd or Ahmaud Arbery or whatever, instead of going to the fact that police shot an unarmed person, some of them go to, well, he had a bad history. He had a bad past. He should have did this. We immediately, we, we don't even deal with, we don't even deal with what happened, the travesty. We go immediately to the character of the victim in this, in this regard. That's, a terrible That's not the same thing. It's a terrible example. Why did you go immediately to make character after she said she got shot by because somebody? Walker, here's the difference. George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery aren't here to defend themselves. Meg had a responsibility. She could have said what happened. Her voice was still alive. Her, she was still here. No one's talking about that. And that's what got me confused. But me, but pers- me personally, you, look, no, no, listen, no, listen, 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 me personally, they, I, I it's easy for me to emotionally remove myself from the situation because I still can't get over what happened initially. Oh, so now you got shot. Okay, well, tell me about that. So, but if she's telling you how or why she did what she did, that means nothing because of what happened in the beginning. To me, yeah. Okay. So is is there any, so you you don't, are you willing to acknowledge the point that a lot of black women are making about being, about the, the abuse that happens within their community by black men? Do I get it? Do you get it? Yeah, I understand it. You understand it. Now, How does that make me you feel as a qu- black man? Oh, okay. Well, good question. Um, it, it's a it's a slippery slope, right? Um, I'm just just gonna just gonna just give an example with my own domestic situation. So, if I were to do something physically detrimental to my wife, and um, you know, to to the extent of maybe shooting her in the foot twice. Lord have mercy. Lord, please be with me. Um, but if I were to do something like that and expect her to protect me after that, I'm not sure if that that brings on a level of correction of my emotional state that led me to do that to her. Right. To me, that's that that is, in a sense, condoning it to a degree. What about this? What about those comments? Do you disagree with Walker before I get to the second part of it? I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I'm processing. Okay. Well, I'm, we're going to pause. So there. you're saying, so you're saying that her response, similar response would be enabling you. Right. Okay. What I'm trying to get to, and, and I don't, I don't disagree with that. 
But if we were looking at things, all things being equal, yes, there would be a lot of validity to that statement. But if we if we keep in our mind the issue of what happened to Tatiana Jefferson, right, and how a neighbor was concerned that her door was open, right, and they call the cops and the police, instead of doing checking on the welfare of whoever was in that apartment, they come up dr- guns drawn, ready to shoot in a situation that could have could should not have resulted in the death of of, of that woman could have been easily a, a neutralized police determined, Hey, your door was open. Are you okay? Everything's good. Okay. Make sure you're safe. We had a, com- we had someone call concerned, da, 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 right. That's the reality of the fear that many black people have towards calling the cops. So if a woman is being abused by someone she actually loves and cares about, yes, I would think to call the police but I also have a greater concern that you, that the police are going to show up being very aggressive, very confrontational, and it may make a bad situation even worse. Okay. Does that make sense? So, so we, you, it, it does make sense. Continuing the example, my wife and I have dinner plans with you and your wife the, the next, the next day or so afterwards. We come, we come up to the restaurant and uh, my wife is in crutches and she's got her foot in this thing because she's, she's taken on two gunshots, right? And so you see her and she te- and you say, babe, not babe, but Ronnie's wife, what happened? What, is, what, what, is, what, in the, what in the world of pediatric dentistry happened to your foot? And let's say my wife, who's a courageous person, Says, well, you know what? Uh, we didn't have a good night, and um, Ronnie shot me in the foot twice. Your response is going to be, I want to look at you like what? And I'm gonna say, bro, chill out, man. Um, you know, <laughs> I asked her not to call the cops because I didn't want the cops to come and kill me. And then you and your wife are gonna say, oh, okay. <laughs> What's the appetizer? <laughs> right. Why did you lead with that? <laughs> we're going to ignore the fact. We're going to ignore the fact that Ronnie shot her in the foot twice. We're just going to say, hey, hey, Ronnie's wife, you did what was best for Ronnie in that situation. You protected Ronnie in that situation. Kudos to you. Actually, you know what? This dinner's on us. Yeah. Yeah, not the same thing. But okay. How is it not the same thing? I see, I see your She protects... In this in this example, she protected her man. Not the same thing. I'm not the police. <laughs> but 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 I'm asking I'm asking you I'm asking you you're gonna be pleased. No 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 no. I'm asking you you're you're gonna be pleased. You're gonna be pleased with that behavior. You're gonna be pleased with that behavior as a dear friend of mine. You're gonna be pleased with that behavior, and you're gonna be able to you're gonna be able to endorse her actions of not calling the authorities in order to. In order to protect me, you're going to endorse that. You're going to be okay with it. No, I'm not. But what I'm saying is, I don't have the authority to do something to you like a policeman would. So she, of course, wouldn't be as afraid to tell me like she would a cop. Those are two different things. Like I, like, dude, as a cop, I can shoot you. You're examining the situation. I'm examining the behavior. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking. 
I have confidence as an officer, I would have the confidence to take action against you, knowing that I have the the badge, the black, the back, the the black and blue to protect me in the event that I take action against you. As a regular civilian, I don't have that privilege. So while I would be disgusted with you and your actions, I will be questioning your wife. I can't do nothing about that from a legal authority standpoint. What we're talking about with Meg is they are faced with officers who are pulling them over. It's a high intense moment. She just got shot. She's afraid that if I tell that we got a gun in the car, that he shot me, it may turn up. It may make a bad situation worse. She was so being she ride or die in that moment. If she what now? She was literally being ride or die. In that moment, she decides I'm just not going to. I'm just not going to. I'm not going to say what happened. Why are we going to judge her from everything from this moment on? We're going to judge her in light of the fact that she 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 lied to authorities, thinking that it was going to protect everyone involved. Why are we going to judge her from this point on, from that point on, anything she says, I don't believe you because you lied here. Especially when you understand the context by which she lied. Like, we ain't even talked about Tory Lanez and this foolishness. But we spent this whole time talking about her. I think that's a lot of the problem that black women have. What does this black man get? But you don't see it. I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I think I've lost sight of the question. <laughs> I'm questioning the behavior. You're questioning the situation. I think that's part of the disconnect. Because you seem to be endorsing the behavior. You, you seem, you seem to be endorsing Lane's the behavior. actions of Meg the Stallion. We spent all this time talking about Meg and not Tori. You seem to be endorsing the actions of Meg the Stallion. True or false? No, I understand it. Oh, okay. You're not saying she did the right thing. No, she should have told. She shouldn't have protected him. Oh, okay. Well, let's get on to Tory Lanez then. Wait a minute. I'm saying how do okay, fine. What whatever. What about Tori? What about Tori? I mean, this is this this is why this is why we can we can end it with Tori because there's not there's nothing much to say here. This is there's this I don't condone this behavior. You should you should never put a bullet. I mean, you shouldn't put a bullet in anybody, but what would what would move you to shoot this woman in the foot twice? Tori, you gotta do better, man. Like, I mean, you know that. And then he's he's lost. He lost I think he I think I read this morning he lost two features or something like that, you know? So Kalani, um Kalani, he's featured on Kalani's uh a track that she did on her latest project. And I think Kalani's gonna do a deluxe album to that project down the road, and he won't be featured on that. And I think JoJo mentioned that he's not gonna be on her next. I think she has a deluxe project coming, I think that he may have done a feature for. Right. And she's taking them off that. Am I wrong to continue to listen to Tory Lanez? Good question. Um, what I was going to ask, Gatry, is... I w- <laughs> what is our responsibility as men who aren't abusive to women? Do we have a responsibility here? We do. And and for men like us, I mean, we have to exercise platforms just as, such as this one to honestly proclaim that we don't uh, treat our significant others this way. And then also be I mean, we, we do have responsibility too to as men to be 
somewhat understanding of the emotional duress Tori had to had to been going through to move him to want to shoot this woman twice. And we have to deal with things on that level. And I think I think the most popular vehicle with that is and one of my favorite words transparency we have to share stories about you know uh when my wife came in and this this happened yesterday i mean my wife came in with an energy you know centered around this this party we were having for my boy and uh she was just i mean she she was coming at me sideways and i I knew i didn't deserve it and so we need to talk about like that kind of stuff and be like okay well walker that went down. This is how I handle it. This is this is how I invited her to come back to the bedroom. And this is how I was able to look her in the eyes calmly and share, hey, you know, I'm, this is what I'm detecting. Um, I, I'm not I'm not feeling good about it. You know, instead of me saying, you know, OK, let me <laughs> let me drag her by her hair in the room and let me physically uh, sh- uh, get my frustrations out. You know, so that I think I think all that encompasses our responsibility as as beacons of, you know, men who are treating our black women the the correct way. What do you think? Well, I agree with that. I mean, you and I, we understand how we should relate to our wives, right? And as well as other black women. I want to, I want to read something to you. Story time with Walker. This is what I show up for. So the female, and this is the observer, uh, her name is, and if I, and forgive me, uh, Tobiwi Hatcher is a columnist for the observer. And she wrote like, kind of like a, a piece on, on, uh, just talking about, you can't protect black lives without protecting black women. Good read. Um, and one of the pieces she says is that all she's asking is that people match the energy they have for abolishing the police when it comes to fighting for and protecting black women. And she mentioned a lot of times it feels again, it's a feeling, a sentiment that only that the only people who are fighting for black women are other black women. Yet when it comes to fighting everyone else else's battles, black women are just expected to be, at the forefront of those battles, Black Lives Matter, fighting for black men, the whole nine. And where the sentiment comes from, and the question I asked one of my homeboys is, I think not shooting women and not being abusive, while we shouldn't do that, and, and I appreciate you for not doing that with your wife, that's a low bar. As it pertains to us as men who aren't abusive and speaking out, what is that action? What? How do we change the narrative around that sentiment that black women oftentimes in the, in the effort to fight against violence and mistreatment towards them, how do we switch that sentiment around to where women feel like they're not alone? And what can we as black men do to make women feel safe and make women feel like, hey, you do have a multitude of black men out here who are willing to stand arm in arm with you, even, even be out in front if need be to, to speak out against these things. And my thing is it's important for us using this platform to speak to that and say, listen, the past few months, people have made fun of this situation. It wasn't funny. I never understood why people made light of the situation because of this is this had domestic violence written all over it. So for us to joke about that speaks about 
what for you to even find try to find humor in it i question you a lot and and not you but i'm saying i question people and where they are in terms of how we've normalized trauma to where we can make it comp comedic right but if we support a tory lanes at this point and listen to his music is that enabling and unfortunately gatry I think it is to a degree because my thing is there are some people, you got some people who, who are invested in their development and growth, right? You have people who want to learn and grow. They learn something about themselves or they learn, they, they, it, they change their behavior. They get better as a human being. There are people who invested in their personal growth and development. There are some people not so much. There are other people who are distracted by other things in life, their career, whatever it is they got going on. They don't have time to really work on themselves. They're out here trying to get this money, right? Well, along the way, if you're demonstrating behavior that is very problematic, for those individuals, it's almost like you're going to have to learn by experience and learn by consequence instead of just instruction. Because obviously, you've... You, I have to believe that someone like Tory Lanez has had people talking to him or I've had examples of people trying to instruct, hey, yo, you need to, you need to cool it on your temper or whatever it is you got going on. Is that fair to say? Uh, not really, but I'll let you go. So no one has said, Tory, you got to chill. We don't know. We don't know the four foot man. We don't even know who he is. Gatry. Someone has had to say it. Okay. Like, I, it's okay for me to disagree, Walker, but keep cooking. So he's going through life in a silo, and no one has said, Tori. What I'm saying is, we don't know this man. So, how can we speak for anything that he's gone through? All we have is the music, and, and 90% my of that point, is false. My Okay. My point is this some people have to learn the hard way, unfortunately. And I don't think by continuing to support a Tory Lane's musically, I don't know if Tory ever will learn his lesson. If people are still streaming his music, buying buying his music, supporting him, going to, you know, if we ever get back to touring and, and doing shows, if people continue to go to his shows, I don't know if Tory learns that lesson. So it's almost, I know how you feel about, and we've, we've lamented quite often on this platform about cancel culture, but is this is this a situation where cancel culture actually becomes necessary and a person finally the light bulb coming on? Not in my opinion. So what so what allows him to get it? <laughs> Divine intervention. <laughs> you don't have an answer, Gatry. I just gave you one. That is not an answer. Divine intervention is not an answer? No. So so God's gonna come down. So God's gonna come down and just say, Tori, you need to chill. I believe the Lord has delivered things to me before. And he came down physically. So you would, so you're going to continue to listen to Tory Lanez. Yeah. I listened to him this morning. He's on playlist. I listened to him um, on the Peloton. Okay. Because, and, and, and again, I, I, I've, 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 I've stood, I've stood on the soapbox a lot about this. I am equipped to know that entertainment most of the times is only giving us a glimpse of who these people really are. Some people have to change who they are in order to entertain, right? So that means 
you are probably not the person you portray in the music I listen to. I understand that. I, I definitely understand that. Seen it with, um, what's the guy's name? Marilyn Manson. You think this dude's really out here worshiping Satan? No, this dude's, this dude's creating. Do you cre- know him? Do you know him? I said think. I didn't say do I know. But you just made an assumption about about what he is. And I don't said know. thought your your um, your example on Tory Lanez was based on fact. And I said, we don't know this. man. I said, do you think someone has has talked to him, whether he listened to him or not? Someone has said you said, I'm pretty hey, sure someone change. has talked to him along the lines. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> I'm pretty That's sure in his, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but in his 20 plus years of living, you don't. Think I'm no pretty sure. And I think are two different things. So that's my whole thing. Entertainment is entertainment. Like entertainment is developed to to incite a certain mood, certain emotion to that that kind of has an impact on us. It is no, in my opinion, it is no reflection on the human being that is producing said music. Just my opinion. Ronnie Gatry, ladies and gentlemen, he's spoken. So just to be clear, can I paraphrase what you were saying earlier? Sure. About Meg? Sure. Your whole point with Meg is it t- it took me a while to capture it because you were saying you 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 kind of we got off in the weeds. You're saying Meg should not have lied to protect Tori. I'm not saying I, I never said that. You asked me how I felt about the situation, Walker, and I told you I was confused. I gave you the components upon which I was confused. Then I gave you the thoughts that support that confusion. None of that. None of that said what you just spewed out right now. But you don't believe that. Don't believe what? Then Meg should have lied on Tori. I don't believe that she should have. I'm I I as as a as you a husband and father, I cannot condone lying. Sure. So so you agree with what I said? No, not 100%. Okay. You were just confused about that whole situation and Tori shouldn't have shot. Shouldn't have shot her and you're confused with Meg and why she and what and whatever she says from this point on, you're confused cuz you don't know what to believe. You know whether she's coming or going because of that one incident. Shall we move on? Please, Walker. You you just took the, you took this podcast to a weird place. You are trash in your delivery. I just want you to know that. I try I try to help you out, but you like nope, no need no help. I'm trash. Let me be trash, fam. I'm amazed how you led with that, but whatever, whatever. If that's that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Two things can Prayer be true. Two things can be true, right? Prayer list. Anybody on your prayer list? <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I can't go into it with a laugh because it was it was a super unfortunate situation that kind of goes into the the heartbeat of what you were talking about earlier in some of your examples. Which is um, Trayford Pellerin. He was on my list too. Goodness gracious! Yeah, um, Lafayette, Louis Lafayette, Louisiana. Excuse me, we pronounce it different in Alabama. Um, this man was shot eleven times by police in front of a convenience store. Um, all I know from researching this is that uh, he was walking away unarmed. You know, some people say he may have had a knife. Um, Did authorities say they believe he had a knife? I think authorities felt like he had a knife. Okay. Someone said something about a knife. 
um still doesn't doesn't explain why this man is not with us anymore um and 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 i i use the black lives matter statement in jest because i do sometimes um play the advocate of the opposing racial party but um this this is a this is a situation to where when people ask or when people because i've had somebody i had somebody tell me this earlier or this past week um that black lives matter is politically driven so um to those people who i'm sure would never listen to this podcast but here's an example of why this is such an important narrative to people that look like walker and myself so a super unfortunate situation um we can only at this point and this such a tired narrative but we can only pray for justice at this point and um given the track record in this country we know where this is probably going to lead so yeah he was my only rest in peace um prayers to the family prayers for the community um yeah my, i mean again just to re-echo prayers for for all of those family members individuals close to those who have lost their lives unnecessarily due to police violence and the injustices that have followed that um george floyd i mean Ahmaud arbery brianna taylor was still praying for the officers that shot her to be arrested and held accountable um the list goes on and on and on and on um so yeah uh our thoughts and prayers are with the family uh, protesting has has ramped back up um in lafayette uh louisiana and um yeah, man. Um, it's systemic. It's 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 it, it, you know it's systemic because it, it happens in pockets all across this country, and it's the, it's almost the same nar- narrative. And so you know we we have to address the system and and why these things happen, why they're covered up, and why it appears that that officers that have sworn an oath to protect the people go silent when these things happen so uh let's transition bro shall we get into discuss the trash why not walker you brought us this far so we might as well do it lori laughlin dude she got two months her husband got five months for this um collegiate entrance ponzi scheme even though there was no well there was money so um discuss the trash trash okay um college football is marching along sec is practicing uh we have a game we have games scheduled uh we actually had high school football start last night um, discuss the trash. I don't care about this. Okay, you don't think it's gonna happen? I don't think what's gonna happen? College football. I'm I'm at a point right now to where I don't care if it happens or if it doesn't happen. Why you don't care? Are we discussing the trash in this? Hmm. Didn't didn't know. Here we go. <laughs> $600 million dollar settlement to be paid to the citizens of Flint, Michigan in the water crisis. Discuss the trash. Let's discuss it. Okay, Walker. Um, I, you're going to roast me for this, but I'm prepared for this. 
Um, I have seen, I've seen at least three documentaries that I can recall on this water crisis, but man, something about reading this and seeing that this started in 2014 just threw me out of my seat. I didn't realize it'd been that long that these citizens of Flint have been dealing with this. So I, I felt bad for not knowing it went on that long, but, um, yeah, so, so, uh, the winter, I guess, I guess legal proceedings finally uh, wrapped up in this whole situation and they got to the number six hundred million dollars. So who qualifies? Good question, Walker. Um, people or citizens of Flint, Michigan, who were who, who have proof of residence from the time or the, the, the months leading up to to the change that was made uh, by the government there to reroute the water distribution uh, up until I think there was a point, uh, the end point last year. Now, now what's weird about this is the water crisis is still happening as we record this, right? There are corrective actions being done, but, you know, we, we have to wait on these things. But the issue here is the effect of the lead poisoning that people took on by ingesting this water, right? So this is the, this is the thing we care about the most because we don't want, we don't want, we don't want to deal with the the impact that it's having on human lives, at least the detrimental impact, right? So who's targeted here, Walker? Essentially, they have targeted the younger people of Flint, Michigan in this. So they'll get the they'll get the lion's share of the six hundred million dollars of young of, people as in what? Like what's the cutoff? You know, I've I've read it several times and I was looking for an age definition and I did not get that. Um so but but while everybody will feed off of this most of the money is being directed to younger people who, who they, I guess they, their, their reasoning, and this is just me reading between the lines is they can do more with this money now to kind of try to reverse the physical detriment it's had on them versus you have an older population who is sad to say they're pretty much stuck and they're given enough money to kind of just cruise on the rest of their lives. And again, these are in my words, how I, how I, after reading this article several times, it's just how I ingested it. So um, what do you think, man? It's a, this is sad, man. This is sad because fix the freaking water, right? Fix the problem. Would you would you rather take that 600 mil and invest that into fixing the problem? Or do you think that people should be compensated for this? They should be compensated, but fix the problem. True. Like what? What? Like they still don't have the water is still bad. Like and fix the problem. You, you know what the crazy part is, Walker? There, there you, you know this already, because I'm sure you've, you've had your fair share of research in this. But there was a logistical change made in the water distribution. So there's a distribution channel that flows through Detroit where water is filtered, clean, and graded, and tested, and things like that, right? To make sure it's cool to consume. Well, for some point, I think to save money, they their decision was made to reroute this water and get water straight from the Great Lakes and not have it funnel through a system that's going to clean and filter it. So to me, logistically, it says, okay, uh, six years ago when you made the change, hit control Z and undo and point the pipes back to the right direction. Right. So I, I, I'm with you, Walker. I don't understand why this is so challenging. Like just fix it. The money. I'm not going to argue with that, but I think it's ridiculous that they're only younger people are going to benefit from it. Like older people don't like didn't get affected by this. Like, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, but I, I, but in a way, in a way, again, man, this is all like this this capitalist society we live in. Ooh, come on, Walker. 
it's just like, okay, you give it to the young people because you know they're going to go out and spend it and and help help benefit it benefits your economy like that i understand why you're you're aiming for younger people in that regard um it's just ridiculous fix the freaking problem and compensate those who are and you're going to have to spend the time you spent like it, it, it amazes me throwing money at the situation while that may sound good or whatnot the time that you took, the time that it takes to research what went wrong with the water crisis in Flint, if you're not even taking time to research that, you're not going to be able to assess and research how this financially impacts everyone in that area affected. You're not going to do that homework. You can't even determine what caused or how to fix the problem. You won't even do that. So throwing money at it while yeah, that's fine and good, people still don't have clean water. Fix the problem. I'm done. Okay. Next. Um, update on the Ellen show. That's a trash. Let's discuss this. This is compelling to me. Why do I care about this? And I don't care about college football. More on that later. The Ellen show is increasing employee benefits and they have terminated three senior staff members. Um, amid the sexual misconduct and discrimination investigation that was conducted. Um, they, three of the senior producers were let go, and I'm going to see if I can read up on what some <laughs> of the benefits were. I think people got more increased pay time off, um, a new medical leave. Pot, like they, they're, they're really doing things from an employee benefits perspective that will kind of add to the morale the people who were very problematic have been let go in hopes that this will kind of help to uh, address the issue with the, the work environment on the Ellen show thoughts. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think all those are good. Um, one thing I'd add to that, I, I, I heard on, on Sway in the morning that uh, Ellen has, and it made me think of you too, because we, we got a little, uh, contentious over this but ellen has since spoken up and said you know i've got to take more of an ownership stake in this show and that that goes beyond uh what happens just on camera so um i know we were talking about the responsibility of ellen so um there you go walker yeah i mean and 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 i was aware of that i didn't read it when we talked about it but i was aware that she had made statements which led to my argument with that um but yeah I, I think i think that the more people you got speaking up and wanting to make change about it change will happen and so uh kudos to her for listening i think she was under immense pressure to do something but kudos to her for actually doing it there you go so all yeah. right walker we're gonna talk about one of your homies hopefully um mr steve bannon was arrested on Thursday and indicted. Discuss or trash? I want to trash this so bad, but I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. Um, brief intro to this. Steve Bannon was a former Trump, uh, former uh, White House advisor in the Trump administration. Um, he and a few of his buddies had a great idea to start a um a crowdsourcing or kind of like a um what word am i looking for is crowdsourcing it funding 
crowdfunding. Yeah, a crowdfunding initiative to uh, build that wall that old Donnie was telling us about uh, four years ago. So um, this was a private effort where they um, they <laughs> they started raising money to the tune of almost thirty million dollars, and um, and in pure kind of player of the week fashion, uh, it turned out that none of this money went towards any type of wall. You know, it went to things like yachts for Steve Bannon. Um, it went to uh, luxury vacations for Steve Bannon and this this phantom Chinese investor that he's partnered with some kind of way. And um, anyway, um, a lot of this new news came boiling up. And um, from what I've been reading, Walker, that's been consistent. Uh, he was arrested on a twenty five million dollar yacht. <laughs> Talk about a sinking ship. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, of course, uh, Mr. Trump has denied any any involvement with with Bannon or this initiative, even though this was all his idea, I think. Um, but yeah, Bannon and the and his cronies are looking at a whole bunch of time. Uh, Walker, my immediate thought about this is, um, you know, I've got a close friend (laughs) who is not as educated and polished as us. But uh, one thing he says uh, repeatedly is a gat. It's a whole lot of money out (laughs) here. And I'm just thinking, man, if these guys were able to raise almost 30 million dollars for something that doesn't even exist. Gee whiz, and we got folks in Flint trying to drink water. So uh, uh, I'm glad that Bannon got arrested. I'm glad that he got indicted. I know nothing will come of this. Um, (laughs) If he does see time, it'll probably be something in, you know, maximum security, not maximum security, essentially what Martha Stewart got where she was still at the house with the bracelet on or whatever. So um, it's going to be a slap on the wrist. He know Trump got him. No big deal here. So if Trump gets out of office, does Trump still have him? Yeah, I mean, he can. If Biden wins the election, you saying Trump can still exonerate him? Yeah, because Bannon's going to be Bannon's going to be legally processed before the election. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you presume? Which means he can still be pardoned. He can still be pardoned before the election. Uh, I didn't think it would happen that fast, but oh, okay. Well, I, I could be wrong. I just I, I see I see Bannon getting a few of these. Hey, hey, hey! Don't do that again, Steve. If Trump gets reelected, <laughs> right, possibly, yeah. but but um, if Biden wins, not so much, right? Not so much. This is a Ponzi uh, scheme, Walker. It's um, I, I don't have a lot. I think that's a. It, I, I, it's amazing to me how how this country can solve a lot of its core problems if we just had the right focus. You're putting you 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 tricked a bunch of people into giving up their hard earned money to build a wall. Think about if you took the $25 million and, and put it in programs that help people be more financially well off and actually serviced people and help people like 25 million. <sighs> this is America. Um, new music, discuss the trash. 
If we're talking about Nas, and I gotta discuss it. Let's lead with King's Disease. It was released this past uh, Friday. Uh, thoughts? Amazing. Next. Um, can we get a round of applause for Nas? Like I, I've listened to the album. <laughs> That's it's, laughter. It's it's uh, it's it's. I enjoyed the album. Top to bottom, Marco. This is this is one of those that you can just let it. You can let it go. You're not pushing the skip button. I'm trying not to be prison the moment and call it a great album just yet. Mm, oh, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see how it ages as the, as this year goes on. But this is a strong contender for a rap album of the year. Easy, easy, Walker. It's only August. Strong contender. I know your boy, and we're gonna talk. Let's talk about him now. Drake's coming up next month, I think. Uh, he's released the title of his album. I'm pretty sure you're excited. You're just gleeful over there. Certified lover boy. Only Drake. Only Drake. Uh, I know you can't wait for that. That's going to be, I'm pretty sure that's your album of the year. I mean, what else is in contention is the question. <laughs> Such a stand. <laughs> um, it's already gone platter, but that you dropped yet. Lecrae dropped Restoration. Oh, good project as well. Really, um, Lecrae always drops good music though. Um, oh, by the way, that, let's get back to Nas. Let's get back, before we get to Lecrae, for the Lecrae, I love the features. I what I loved about Nas's album is this is always kind of risky with older artists that they work with younger people, younger producers, and almost kind of lose themselves. I like how it just integrated so like I love the track with him and Don Tolliver and, and Big Sean. Big Sean went off. By Big, the way. Big Sean went in. He went in. Um I love that. Anderson so Pac. You're not gonna I, mention I, I, Anderson Pac. We listened to that before the recording. Who are you? You're not gonna mention the Anderson Pac feature. We we just talked, we were listening to this. Mention Anderson Pac. I like the song too. You go ahead and mention that's your that's your job. You ain't got to attack me. We're, we're having a discussion. This is a conversation. Wow. Um, I love the the firm reunion. Ooh. I thought that was dope. I got chills, Walker. <laughs> um, ASAP Ferg. I mean, the list goes on and on. Like in terms of like the, the features was dope on his album. Um, so kudos, kudos again to Nas. Great project. Can we Great also project. give Hit Boy a lot of credit here? He produced majority of the, of the album. Uh, Hit Boy, I haven't heard from in a while, but then he just comes out of nowhere with his Nas project, and I, I think he pulled it off very well from a production quality standpoint. So let's, he did. And again, did. I, I love the way you put that because it's the same. This similar thought I had. I was like, man, Nas went Nas went to the fountain of youth and got like a lot of current level talent and still pulled off. A great it's, it's, it's risky because sometimes you lose your you lose your essence of who you are, but Nas right. pulled it off because you were you still felt like classic Nas. You still felt anyway. You it, that's not easy to pull off. I mean, all, all jokes aside, all standing aside, I mean, stuff like that is the formula for album of the year when you can do things like that. That is magic. That is uh art. That is not something you, you should take for granted artistically. So yeah. Uh yeah, so back to Lecrae's restoration. Um, he g g great project, great project. A uh, good album. I I enjoyed it particularly. Um, he Danile, I don't know if that if I said her name correctly, but she's featured. I know, I know he released a track recently with John Legend. 
Um, I mean, he he's he's got some dope features on this project as well. So uh, kudos to him. Great project there. Um, Jay Z, Pharrell, entrepreneur, banger. Enjoy that. Enjoy that track. They're calling um, this the Black Man National Anthem. Is what people are saying about this. I it. think it's a slight reach, but the track the track is still impactful nonetheless. Listen, I love again. Jay Z has always been somebody who's moved culture, and he's made certain things cool that probably wasn't considered cool. Um, so for him to make this the new cool, kudos to him and Pharrell for that. Um, <laughs> uh, back to Nas. I'm kind of jumping around in music, but. Nas recently said that the 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 line about Doja Cat wasn't a diss. I still disagree. <laughs> Cause all that is not to cut you off as I'm cutting you off. Like I still feel cut off. I still feel cut off. She still feels dissed. So much so, Gatry. So much so to the fact that Doja Cat is gonna release a track and soon called NAS. Which stands for, yeah. So uh, Doja Cat feels dissed, even if you meant no harm. It was a diss. But like this, you can say you can say this is not a rock, even though I'm throwing an animate object right at your head. Like it's a rock. Whatever. Um, I'm gonna drop a track called Kitty Litter. Where I'm going at Doja. I'm gonna drop a track called Kitty Litter, which I'm going at Doja Cat on. I'm pretty sure all 12 of us will be looking forward to hearing what you got to say about Doja Cat. <laughs> Anything else you got, man? No. Let's round it out, man. Let's close out with uh, shout outs and player of the week. Who's your shout out? Walker, you're going to love my shout out, dude. Um, Freddie and Lisa Thomas McMillian, McMillan, excuse me. Have you heard of them? No. Okay, they are two, they are married, a longtime married black couple that own the restaurant called um, Drexel and Honeybees in Bruton, Alabama. So you're, I know Walker, you're thinking like, okay, tons of black people own restaurants, Ronnie, what is the big deal? Well, listen, Walker, don't cut me off, I'm gonna tell you. Um, This restaurant has a different feel to it, Walker. You You know how when you go... Um, when you go out to eat or something, or when you go to a restaurant, maybe uh, you're a Green Acres guy because you're from that side of the, that side of the tracks. Uh, let's say you walk into Green Acres, shout out to Green Acres, by the way, and you walk in, you look at the big board and it's like, hey, you can get a three piece for this much. You can get your gizzards and your collard greens for this much. You can get a, um, a 10 piece spicy with lemon pepper for this much. Right. So you know exactly how much you're going to spend. All right. Um, Drexel and Honeybees has none of the like. All right. You come in and you see what they're cooking that day and you get a table and you sit and the food is brought to you. Okay, so you're thinking, Walker, well, what kind of restaurant is this? Um, According to uh, Lisa Thomas McMillan, this was a vision that God led them to. Okay, They're, they're both retired. And they both came together, prayed over this, and they said, you know what, we're gonna take a portion of our retirement and invest into a restaurant to where People that come and eat can pay as pay whatever you can. I pay as you can, but pay what you can. So the heartbeat of this is um, they were they were on the campus of Troy State University for another event. And they saw these two students like literally with uh, pocket change. And they were they were trying to scramble around and they were they were discussing, OK, 
you know, we should we should go for this item in the vending machine and that item because this item uh, calorically should last us longer because we don't have enough money to eat dinner until, you know, next week or whatever. They overheard this conversation. So they they approached them, you know, they they gave them more money to get more things out of the vending machine, but also was able to give them more money to even eat a eat a, you know, eat a decent meal that night. And so um, it, it was placed on their hearts from that point on that this uh, this I, I guess uh, this this crisis that a lot of people are dealing with in terms of, you know, needing food or needing access to food is bigger than they ever imagined. Enter the restaurant. They they literally open. They work 100 percent off donations. And, you know, it's it's a place to where you're not judged if you're going through hard times, which they've seen with a lot of their patrons during uh, this uh, season of pandemic. They are always going to have food there. They're always going to have a meal, three, three meals a day. You can come in here. You can come and eat. If you don't have the money, you can deuce out. No big deal. We're here to feed the people who are hungry. And um, there was a story shared in this article, Walker, and I'll wrap this up. I'm sorry, but this is very heartfelt. Um, But there was a story about this uh, young man who um, fell on hard times, but uh, still, still valued his college education. He'd gone to Troy State. Uh, Is it Troy State or Troy? Troy now. It's Troy now. Forgive me, Troy. Forgive me, Trojans. Uh, He'd gone to Troy, and uh, he relied heavily upon this restaurant during his years there. And uh, it was one less thing for him to worry about as he pursued academic excellence. So uh, this this man went on to graduate and land a um, pretty high profile career right out of college. And so uh, now he is one of their biggest uh, donation sources and he is kind of spreading awareness on his level professionally. And now he's he's kind of established a donation lane that that feeds uh, necessarily uh, necessary money to this restaurant so they can continue to serve the needs of the community. Walker, when I saw this, this restaurant has been in business for a long time. Okay. But when I came across this, I said, this is my shout out. This is what dopeness is personified by shout out to you. Freddie, Lisa, Thomas McMillan. So my shout out goes to one Jaquay Williams, known on TikTok as Officer Williams. Um, this story comes uh, as from Revolt.tv. I'll read it out just to go over some of the main points here. Um, this is a Jaquay Williams was a cop who was recently fired uh, from Greensboro Police Department. Um He's known for his TikTok video, which in which he spoke out about George Floyd's killing. Um, basically, basically, he's in a cop uniform in his car, and he's basically breaking down what was so troubling about the George Floyd video. This is a, a black officer speaking out against what other officers did. So on this past Friday, he spoke to the Breakfast Club about his decision to become a police officer and the reasons why he got fired from his job at Greensboro Police Department. He explained that he he desired to become a police officer during the Trayvon Martin case as he believed it would allow him to become a role model from the inside. Now, years later, after becoming a cop and witnessing the clip of Floyd's death, he strived to be that role model and created a TikTok video addressing all the things wrong about the arrest. He says in his words, I just turned the camera on and it just came out. I did not know it was going to do what it did. Obviously it went viral, uh, but I knew it was going to do something. 
I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this platform and it's going to be different because it's coming from a black guy with a badge. He wanted to clarify that he was not fired over the Floyd clip, but for reasons that were social media related. Uh, on TikTok for a month, I'm, I'm posting up humor videos and stuff like that. And then the George Floyd thing happened. I post up the, the George Floyd video, right? It goes crazy. I get called to Eternal Affairs. Internal Affairs brings me upstairs. They're telling me, look, don't post in your uniform. Mind you, I had been posting for a month. But I guess now that I was in front of everybody and people were talking, they were like, don't post in your uniform. Take the videos down. We're opening an investigation into your social media. According to Williams, he abided by the rules and made his page private, but it was too late by then because his viral clip had already gotten the attention of media outlets like The Shade Room and MSNBC. He even appeared uh, on MSNBC for an interview on the Tamron Hall show. Though his termination was unrelated to the actual TikTok video, Williams explained that the department didn't like that he wanted to become a cop to get behind the badge, figure out what was going on and try to put an end to it. Um, last week, he posted a TikTok video that said he was placed on administrative leave and that his job was uh, conducted an investigation into his social media platform. After that, he found out that he was relieved of his, of his, of his duties. So he talked, he talked more extensively about how he had posted and did other videos where he was, you know, talking about social justice, not in his uniform, but because he was, was, I think he did like a rap or something where he was rapping about this country and his, his race, you know, his racist history or whatnot. Those things combined with that is what caused him to be terminated. So it was social, social media reasons as to why he got fired. But what I want to say to him and reason I want to shout him out, I think he started to go fund me. I don't have that information, but we can definitely put it up on our social media. I want to shout out. This is one of the things we talked a lot about is for cops to speak out against what's going on. If you are a good cop, we know cops, all cops aren't bad, but for the cops that are good, show that you are good by speaking out against things. Cause my thing is if you really care about what you do, you should be able to say, hey, that's not what we are about. That's not what law enforcement is about. We're here to protect and serve. We're here for the people. We're not here to mistreat people or take their lives unnecessarily. And so I want to shout him out for having the boldness and the courage, even though it could potentially cost him his job. I want to shout him out for taking the chance to want to do the right thing and actually be a light um, in darkness. So shout out to Jaquay Williams, man. Your go on player of the week. On to the foolishness, Walker. I'm going to bring to you Tommy Benton. Benton, excuse me. You heard of this guy, Walker? No. Okay. Tommy Benton, um, well, well, no, I'll build it up. He is a Georgia lawmaker. Um, on you love know. lawmakers. Okay. <laughs> um, serves on the House, um, has served for many years. And um, has been highly involved in the legal climate across the state of Georgia, right? So um, he was interviewed recently, Walker. And uh, in this interview that went was going so well, he was then asked about um, the late John Lewis. 
So Tommy did, you know, he, he shot from the hip, as he said, and he was pretty honest about his feelings about it. Um, and he went on to say, Walker, and I, and I do quote, John Lewis's only claim to fame was that he got conked on the head on Bloody Sunday. And he's milked that for 50 years, right? Uh, he had some other things to say about John Lewis in terms of uh, regards of uh, a statue that's being proposed um, to be built in his honor or his memory in Georgia. He was not he was not cool with that. Um, so he wraps up the interview. You know, the interview, yeah, I think, was on a on a radio station there. So, uh, you know, he goes home and uh, he gets a call, gets a call uh, and says, hey, hey, Tommy. Uh, we heard your interview, man, and uh, those things you said about John Lewis, we don't think a person in your position should really be saying. Um, you're here to help unite people. You're here to stand up for what helps help people stand up for what is right and really be on the forefront of what is right, just like John Lewis was. Um, so during that call, it was brought to Tommy Bitten's uh, attention that he was no longer going to be the chairman of the House Retirement Committee. So his um, his status there was immediately revoked. And um, I don't know if Tommy's looking for work. I'm sure he's pretty well off. But this is a situation, Walker, to where, you know, you can have your feelings about what you think. But um, if you're in that type of position, really, these feelings may cost you a lot. In turn, in, in example, they may cost you your um your current employment status. So Tommy, um, I don't know if this is the outcome you were thinking about, but, um, you'll have some time to think about this, um, about what you said about John Lewis and other things. So, um, I don't know. I, all I can give you is this. You idiots. Well, that's all I got to say about that. Well, <laughs> My player of the week goes out to Sabrina Belcher. Sabrina Belcher um, was a candidate for mayor of Sumter in Sumter, South Carolina in this upcoming November election. I don't think she's going to be mayor of Sumter, South Carolina. She was recently arrested. Okay. Apparently, 29 year old Sabrina uh, Belcher ended up admitted to planning <laughs> a staged kidnapping and beating in order to allegedly garner publicity and sympathy and votes for the upcoming election. Okay. Um,. So Sabrina reached out to this past Tuesday. She re reached out to police and reported she was assaulted and kidnapped by an unknown man during an attempted robbery. Um, she said she was injured. Windows in her vehicle were knocked out and whatnot. So, of course, as she continues to give them the story, obviously there starts holes. One hole being that the name of the person that she gave she actually knew the name of the person who kidnapped her um, was not that person's name. Okay. It all goes down from there. So instead of being um, 
potentially mayor of Sumter, you she is now facing potentially up to five years for filing a false police report of a felony and conspiracy, which is a felony in South Carolina. Um, and instead of sympathy, you're going to get these comments from one Khaled. Uh, Khaled, your thoughts? Congratulations. You played yourself. My player of the week. You know, we've seen politicians do a lot to get that extra vote, but um, this Walker is um, slightly obtuse, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? Nah, Walker. I think we've, I think we've discussed a lot today. That we did. Let me ask you this in closing. Do you think Tory Lanez is done? <laughs> You're not. You are not going to let this go. <laughs> no, I'm just asking you a question. I didn't ask you that the first time. As long as um, Meg the Stallion is popular, Tory Lanez will not be done. Okay. Well, let's get out of here. Doors of the Tipping Point Pod are open. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Let us go in peace. Be safe, guys. Have a great week, productive week. Uh, be great. Be amazing as you always are. And again, I am Caesar Walker. He is Ronnie Gatchery. And with our powers combined, we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening, guys. It's love, it's love.